0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 10 of the Attempt Adventure Podcast, a podcast all about travel, finding adventure every day, and seeking out adventurous ways to make life more interesting. From Boulder, Colorado, I am your
1: host, James Barrett, joined as always by my co-host, Michael DeRosiers, experiencing some technical difficulties in Bangkok, Thailand. (laughs) But we're here now. That's how that works. Took us a while. We're okay. Yeah.
0: We made it. Let me open up my beverage real quick. What have you got for us today? Eh, nothing. It is a sparkling water. I'm trying to be better. It is a Liquid Death, my favorite brand of water. It's great. Shout out to Liquid Death. It's it's mountain water, and it is actually mountain water from the Alps. Okay. In Austria. So they have still water. They have regular sparkling water, and three flavors of sparkling water. This one is called "bury it alive." Like berries. And it has passion fruit and berry and black cherry, and it's very good.
1: Interesting. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't think I would drink something named Liquid Death. It's
0: delicious. You should. And it's it's all in cans, and something like, uh, what does it say? 10% of profits from every can sold go to reducing plastic
1: pollution. Well, very good. So you can feel good about yourself while you're getting healthy yes well james in this episode we're going to be talking about the apps as well as the resources that you and i like to use for our adventures but first uh before we get into that so james it's not actually been two weeks again it still hasn't been two weeks yep (laughs) i have done my part have you done your part yet i have folks it has not actually been two weeks yet so james and i actually both have already done our challenges Our penalties, but we have not made our videos yet. Uh, So stay tuned for that. We're still early, but we have done them. And uh, there was proof because I texted James when I was going to the airport the other day. (laughs) uh, And I did, in fact, do it. So uh, hang tight for that. We'll probably have those ready for you by, I'd say, uh, we're actually recording two episodes today. So in two weeks time, your time, but it would actually just be next week, our time. (laughs) It's complicated. I know. Did you do anything new or adventurous this week?
0: I did. My wife and I went to a music festival back home. Three day music festival. It is exhausting. Let me tell you what. All kinds of music, all kinds of people. It's. It was just. It was a lot of fun, but it, man, it was exhausting. Um, I will admit, I only went one day. She went all three. I do not know how she did it. <laughs> it was very hot, and it was exhausting. A lot of fun, but exhausting. So that's what I did this week.
1: That is very good. So where was that? What festival was that? Was that actually in Dallas? or what? It
0: was the So What Music Festival. It used to be called South by So What, making fun of South by Southwest. <laughs> yes. It is no longer <laughs> called that. It used to be in Grand Prairie. This was the first time in two years they've done it. And it was in the old Rangers ballpark.
1: Oh, cool! Mm-hmm.
0: So it was a lot of fun, and it's always great to be back in there.
1: Man, I love that place. I'm not a fan. I like. I, I get it. I get the air conditioned. I get it. But like, old Ranger Stadium was just perfect. It was just the perfect ballpark. Yes,
0: and I'm sure I would change my tune if I go to a game in the new one, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, but it doesn't look
1: right. No, it doesn't f- it look right. I mean, how much are tickets nowadays? Did the price go up? Because that was I one have of my no problems. Idea. Like. You know, when Baylor built the new stadium, suddenly tickets went from like $5 to $50 for a game. And it's like, oh, no, I don't want to go. I can't afford a $50 ticket unless James doesn't drink coffee outside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not this time. But no, I don't know if tickets have gotten more expensive.
1: I like being able to just pick up a $5 ticket, you know? Yeah, When the Rangers were bad and unpopular, it They're was still really bad. to go to a game.
0: They're still really <laughs> bad. Let's see. While, while we're on this topic real quick, before we get into it, let's look up their record for this season. Let me see. Okay, here. I
1: actually have not been following them this season.
0: I haven't either. I don't have the energy. I'm a fan. I don't have the energy. Their record is... Oh, we're actually doing better than I thought. We're 24 and 26. We've kind of picked it up. In our division, Houston is first, as they usually are as of mm-hmm. late. Sure. When the season started, I was following very closely and then we went like one in seven and I was like, I can't, I don't have the energy to do this. (laughs) What about you?
1: I did do something new. My, uh, I honestly don't know what to call him. I'm going to call him my father-in-law, but he is my wife's mother's boyfriend. He is uh, a German man who comes here uh, a couple times a year and lives here. For a while, he's here in the country at the moment. He's very into photography and camera gear, big nerd, just like me. And, uh, <laughs> it's nice to have another guy around the house. I live in a house with a lot of women as the only man. And so it's nice when he's around <laughs> because it, uh, just have that, uh, just, just another guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's, it's nice. So, uh, he and I went out for coffee the other day and we went to a, uh, I'm not quite sure what you call it. Like maybe a, uh, camera fair or something like that. It was at this place called uh, Fortune City. It's an IT kind of tech mall kind of place, but they had sort of a market set up and people were selling secondhand cameras and lenses and stuff like that. And so we went to check that out. I didn't buy anything. You know, I'm a big photography guy. I'm really into photography, mm-hmm. but uh, the equipment is expensive. So sometimes it's just fun to look.
0: Photography is very, very big in Asia, especially oh, yeah. like Asian cities is what I I mostly know
1: of, but Definitely, like Tokyo is a huge photography city, Hong Kong, Bangkok, and film photography is actually feasible here. Film is really expensive in the US. It's like 20 bucks to develop a roll of film mm-hmm. here. Gosh, man, it's so cheap. It is totally easy to uh, to do it as a hobby. A roll of black and white film is uh, $3, 100 baht, and a roll of color film is like $4, like 120 baht, something like that, to get it uh, developed, and they develop it, they scan it, and they email you all the pictures it's incredible rather than in the u.s where it is very expensive to shoot on film
0: and it's really expensive if you can even find somewhere to develop it because now the only place that has the stuff to develop film anymore are like very specialty kind of hipstery kind of shops
1: whereas here there's like literally 10 photography shops down the road from me and they sell film they sell vintage cameras they develop it for you
0: so that's cool no penalties for us this week
1: yeah not this week um I also got my fourth COVID booster on Thursday which meant I spent the day in bed on Friday because uh, just like last time I don't know what it is I had zero reaction to the Pfizer. Both doses I had of Pfizer nothing but both doses I've had of Moderna made me feel horrible. Uh, we went with my wife's grandmother as well and she was fine. She had no reaction so <laughs> you know she's like 88 she had no reaction. I <laughs> 30-year-old man lying in bed whining about my arm.
0: <laughs> hey 30 is rough. 30's rough, man. I feel old. Like, I went to this festival and I was like, oh man, I'm old.
1: Oh man, 30's just the beginning.
0: They say, as long as you don't have kids, your 30's are like your 20's, but with money.
1: That's right, but I've yet to find that to be the case. <laughs> yeah, I was about
0: to say, it's like, not looking great for me.
1: I actually have less money than I had in my 20's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean...
1: No, so, uh, so... I'd like to take a moment, folks, to uh, mention our Kofi page. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, but but seriously, if you do want to support the show, you can head over to kofi.com/attemptadventure or uh, click the support the show button on our website, where you can leave us a one-time donation or join at one of our membership tiers, where you get some little benefits, including handwritten postcards from us as well as insider scoops about upcoming interviews. So how's that for a segue? (laughs) Just a little reminder, everyone. We have just a couple weeks left. Uh, The end of June is when we will be talking about this. Our monthly challenge is to practice your travel writing. That is to write a thousand words describing where you live or where you're from uh, like a travel writer. So please send that to hello at attemptadventure.com subject line challenge. And we cannot wait to read them.
0: So, Michael, most, I I would argue, and you can agree with me or not, most of the world now runs on some kind of smartphone. I do agree. And I don't know about you, but I probably rely too heavily on my smartphone for almost everything. And while we can, one day we can argue the, the pros and cons of technology use today is about the pros. Yeah. There are tons of resources out there, smartphone apps, that make travel way, way easier and way less stressful. And today, I think we're going to talk about a few of our favorites.
1: Definitely. Well, do you want to start us out? What is one that you really rely on?
0: Sure. One app that I rely very, very heavily on, especially when traveling out of the country, is the Google Translate
1: app. Oh, yeah.
0: And that may seem very, you know, yeah, duh. (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's one of the things because you can open your camera, you can find a word, and it does it in real time with your camera.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. I have used it to translate full menus, you know, and just at least get the main idea of what you're trying to order there. It may not be completely perfect, but it's super useful. And you can also download languages to have them offline so that you don't even need an internet yes. connection.
0: So that's my first one. It may be kind of a yeah, duh kind of app, but... I-
1: you know, I don't know. I think a lot of people don't quite know the full extent of what Google Translate can do. A lot of people just translate a word or phrase. But yeah, no, it has the camera where you hold it up to the text and it translates it live on the screen. It can translate voice to speech, which I used. So a couple of years ago, I was in Vietnam and I was staying at this guest house owned by this old man and he didn't speak any English. I obviously spoke no Vietnamese. And so we communicated for an entire month through Google Translate. He would just have his iPad and he would speak something into it. And then he would hand me the iPad. And I would just read what the words on the screen. Then I would speak back via the uh, voice to, voice to text, and we just did that for a month, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. You know, it was I was able to talk to this guy that I otherwise would have no way to communicate with.
0: You know, if there was one sort of cybernetic implant that I think should be nationwide or worldwide. It's just a language implant. Universal translator,
1: like from Star Trek. Yeah.
0: Yes. It, I mean, takes away the whole learning a language thing,
1: but you would
0: be able to understand everyone no matter what.
1: Yeah. Imagine
0: the barriers that could be crossed.
1: (laughs) Especially while traveling. Yes. That's a great one. Uh, My next one, James also has a story behind it. It is a VPN. Because one time Mm. you were traveling to meet me and you were in China, which is famous for blocking lots of important apps. And you were not able to contact me and tell me where you were, if your flight had been delayed or anything. However, if you had had a VPN, you would have been able to hop on Messenger and still talk to me. I think you had to like somehow get in touch with your mom and she was able to call me. And it was uh, the world's longest distance game of telephone.
0: (laughs) It was terrible. Because I could still send
1: text messages. Yeah, but not to me for some reason. Anyway, a VPN is probably a good idea, just regardless, because sometimes different apps, Messenger or you know, WhatsApp or WeChat or whatever, can be blocked in various countries. And it can be really hard to get in touch yes. with people. Some countries block Google. And if you're trying to search for something, it can be really hard to find something, Google Maps, things like that. Um, or if you use Gmail, I've had trouble using Gmail one time in China, which was really bad because like my flight ticket was saved in my inbox. And so it can be really frustrating. So I would just say, have a good VPN, not even a good VPN, just have a VPN. It's like, I'm not trying to hide anything from the government. I just want to be able to use my apps abroad. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I think
0: that, let me double check this at the moment. Yes. The iPhone, at least mine has a Mm built-in VPN.
1: Oh, does it? Oh, I did not know that. That's good. You just
0: click it on and you select your country okay.
1: and that's nice. you're good to go. That's cool.
0: Because I've used it for Netflix sometimes.
1: Yeah. There's a hot tip. Netflix is different to different countries. Netflix is better mm-hmm. in Thailand than it is in the US. Way better.
0: Way better. You guys get stuff real quick and better stuff. <laughs> but anyway, cool. VPN, that's a good one. What's your next one? What else you got? This one is a little bit more outdoorsy. All Trails. All Trails is a wonderful app for finding different hiking trails, uh, places to go. It's, it's very much for hiking trails, biking trails, things like that. But you can browse by activity, whether that's hiking, mountain biking, trail running, backpacking, walking, road biking, off road driving, camping, bird watching, uh-huh. horseback riding, fishing. There's a lot. Wow. And so on and so forth. It's completely free, but you can pay extra money and um, you can have like offline navigation. You can have sort of things like that. And so it's really cool because it it rates the trails. You can sort by the difficulty of the trail, you know, just just all the good stuff.
1: Well, that's very cool. I I had never used that one. I wonder if it has like Thai trails. It may or may not. I'm not sure. Let's see
0: if I look up Bangkok metropolitan area. Yep. You have the Benjakiti Park Loop, the okay. Palace Walk via Old Town, Noi Neighborhood.
1: I know it well. That's the neighborhood where I uh, led my neighborhood walk for the museum, Noi.
0: Bike routes, um, all the things. That's cool. There's one just for the Erewhon Shrine intersection.
1: Oh, cool. <laughs> There's a lot going on over there.
0: But yeah, so it does work. The Benjakiti Park Forest Park Double Loop. Yeah, so it does ex- indeed exist over there. That's really well, cool. Well,
1: very cool. I will definitely check that out.
0: It even has the Siam Square walking route.
1: <laughs> like urban hiking.
0: Yeah, so All Trails is great. Whether you're in a major, major city, it gives you mm-hmm. stuff to do, places to go. If you're where like where I am, it's all hiking trails and biking trails. Definitely worth checking out. So that is All
1: Trails. All Trails. Very cool. Well, another one that I like, and you mentioned bird watching. This is kind of niche, but uh, I, I like bird watching. There's an app called Merlin Bird ID. It's by a Cornell Lab of Ornithology, and it is the best bird identification app ever. You can identify a bird via answering questions about it, like describing what is its size, what is its color, where was it, that kind of thing. You can also identify bird via picture. If you take a photograph of a bird. It will do its best to identify it for you. You can also use your microphone on your phone to record the song, and it, it does a really good job at identifying the birds by song as well. So if you are into bird watching, Merlin Bird ID is a fantastic app that helps you identify what you're looking at, uh, which is really handy. Because like in the U.S., I know birds pretty well. I mean, you know, growing up in Texas, we have a lot of nice birds. And uh, they're easy to find, but here in Thailand, the birds are totally different, of course. So I've had to start uh, start from zero, identifying my birds, and so that's been kind of dang birds. Yeah, this whole podcast has been a slow descent into me becoming a bird watcher. Remember, like when we first <laughs> mentioned the big year that that couple did in Colombia, we're like, "Huh, birds? What a weird hobby!" And now I'm like, "Yeah, when I'm you're like, oh, tonight, I got to find I have seventy birds in my life list." <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what? If it gets you outside.
1: Hey, it's a great hobby. I stand by it. I am not ashamed of it. I love it. It is so much fun.
0: Awesome. That's cool. So if you're a bird watcher out there, check it out. Merlin bird ID.
1: Or if you just like being outside.
0: Or you just like birds. This one's just a, you should have regardless, a maps app. This isn't one of my favorite. Download a maps app or if, you, if you're somewhere without service, I believe there are certain places you can go and download maps. Obviously, you won't get like the real-time tra- like navigation and things like that. But I know that maps has saved my butt in Bangkok multiple times. Because Bangkok, as someone who does not live there, is not from there. And who likes to get off on the wrong river taxi exit.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a few times now. It's like two or three times I've done that now. It's, very, it's a hard city to navigate, I would say. It's not like a lot of cities where it's a grid. And it might be, but I didn't know. But you, you pull up your map, you look up where the nearest train station is, and you go. There you go. So that's just more of an honorable mention.
1: Well, I think that's a good one because you can also find attractions. You know, if you like, type mm-hmm. in, you know, museum. For example, it'll show you all the museums in the area. Even if you're not lost, you know, it's really good for finding points of interest to go check out. You know, type in monument or, you know, shopping mall or
0: whatever you're into, right? That's true. How many times have I, if we've been in Thailand, you're like, what's around here? And you just look up food and it's just, and I do that here all the time. I'm like, what do, where do I want to go for lunch? Just look up food. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't my plan. So the one I'm going to choose now okay. is a reliable wow. weather app kind of along the lines of maps and things like that. It might be like a, well, yeah, duh, but not just any weather app. Find one that you know is more accurate because the one that come on the phone, terrible. If there's a local one to where you're going, try that one because no one likes being over or underdressed. It's terrible.
1: It is. I've been very cold before. Like one time, it was like April and it was really hot in Thailand, really, really hot. And I was going to Hanoi And that's not very far. That's like a 50 minute plane ride from here. And I thought, oh, Southeast Asia, it's Vietnam, it's going to be hot. I got there and it was weirdly cold. I mean, it was probably like 60 degrees or something like that, but I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't dressed for Mm -hmm. it. Wasn't packed for it. It was rainy. And uh, I was really taken by surprise. I had nothing but shorts and t-shirts and it was bad.
0: (laughs) See, I know another example of you being cold when we went to Carlsbad Caverns. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, middle of the desert. In New Mexico. What's going on with that? It was like springtime in the desert.
0: <laughs> you assumed because it was the middle of the desert and we were going to the southwest yeah. that it was going to be hot. And it was probably, it was like 25, 30 degrees and raining.
1: And that's terrible. Like it, They get like two days of rain there just when we were there. It was awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and again, you were wearing shorts and t-shirts and you had one little rain jacket. <sighs>
1: So cold, James. If it's warmer in
0: the cave. I believe I told you like a week before I was like, hey, pack warm. It might snow. And you were like, nah.
1: I was like, James, I don't have warm clothes. I'm, I live in Thailand.
0: <laughs> you were like, I'm bringing shorts. And I was like, all right.
1: <laughs> so there you go. Weather Shout up. out
0: to the Carlsbad Caverns uh, Motel 6.
1: We have stayed there it's many times. Yeah. It's actually the nicest Motel 6 I've ever stayed at. It's not bad. Yeah. For what it is, it's really not bad.
0: It's really pretty good. Yeah. I've stated some really bad ones.
1: Yeah, my next one is uh, Sky Scanner. Sky Scanner app is really useful to check to make sure that your flight is still on time. You haven't mm-hmm. been delayed because that that is super annoying. You also can understand where it is. You can see where it is in the sky. You can see how close it is to its destination. And if you get uh, you know, if you if you get delayed, you got time to go and like I don't know, run around the airport or whatever. But sometimes the you know the arrivals board or whatever the departures board isn't always that accurate either. Sometimes they say we're leaving in 15 minutes or whatever, but then it's you know a lot longer. They say the flight's arriving at this time, but it's 30 minutes late. But if you actually see where it is in the sky, you're like, "Hey, that's farther than 30 minutes away," you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I think yeah. a sky scanner app is really useful, uh, especially if you have like a connection to make or something like that, or if you're waiting to pick someone up at the airport. It's I think really good to have. It just kind of takes away a little bit of that uncertainty when you're traveling.
0: Definitely. My last one is going to be the Booking.com app. Lovebooking.com. Puts all the hotels, not only hotels, lots of stuff, lots of lodging options, all in one place. You can sort by whatever you want, rating, price, everything. I have used it for every vacation I have taken in the last like five years. I've, I've used Booking. Booking is my go-to. And their rewards program is good.
1: It is because you get discounts and like free breakfast and stuff like that as you as you level up, like free room mm-hmm. upgrades.
0: And it's not just hotels, you can also do rental cars, you can also do package deals. And so definitely booking.com. Can't recommend it enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's been great. Airbnb, don't worry about Airbnb. Just give it up. Airbnb is more annoying than it's worth. Might as well stay at a hotel. Yeah, yeah. And like, even with Airbnb, and I'm not bashing Airbnb, I've had some great stays in Airbnbs, but I've also had some really bad ones. I don't know. I just don't think it's worth the price. With a hotel, you know what you're getting, and if you get there and it's really bad, you go complain and they fix it.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You plan. go and
0: your room has a hole in the wall, and you're like, hey, my room has a hole in the wall, and they put you in a different room. Yeah. like. <laughs> can't do that in Airbnb.
1: No. And also, this is a kind of different issue, but Airbnb has really wrecked the housing market in a lot of mm-hmm. historic areas as well, which has been a big problem because local people can't afford to buy homes because these companies are buying up all these historic homes and things and cool houses and whatnot to turn into Airbnbs. They're all owned by companies now. It's not like it's really people's private houses anymore, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a big problem here too um, because... In like the especially up in like the Estes Park area or like ski towns and things like that, most people who can't afford it have a second home there, which is which is unoccupied most of the year, and they do only short term rentals. Ah, uh, yeah. And so again, it just drives up the market. People that live and work in those places can't afford to live there because all these people that have second homes rent them out to other rich people who can afford to pay just some exorbitant amount of night.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, Airbnb is not legal everywhere. Like here in Thailand, Airbnb is illegal. And yeah, you can book a house on Airbnb, but sometimes the police raid those places and they find the people who are staying there. And that's just not a fun way to, to uh, start your vacation because in Thailand, when you you stay here, the hotel has to fill out a, a, like a residency document. It's called a TM30. Mm Mm-hmm. And Airbnb is not doing that for you. So technically you're, you're, you're staying illegally in Thailand. If you stay at an Airbnb, you're not registered with the government like you're supposed to be. Uh, and it's, you could get a fine, you know, if they decide to uh, be upset about it, which yeah, hey, foreigners are an easy target for fines of things like that, you know? So mm-hmm. it's better to stay at a registered, approved, licensed hotel when you're traveling.
0: Again, I used to be a fan yeah. when it first started and it was kind of like, again, local people who had an extra room or had an ex had a like little extra building could rent it out and make a few bucks and you could find, you could stay in a cool place, but it's just, it's gotten so expensive and like, I, I'm not a fan, honestly, again, not a bash on anyone who likes it. But for me, if I'm going to be staying at somewhere that's costing me a bunch and has all this stuff, I I might as well just stay in a hotel. Yeah. Stay
1: at a Marriott, get your free book of Mormon
0: say in no embassy suites is where it's at embassy suites has the free made to order breakfast go and fuel up on an omelet and some hash browns
1: you can get a lunch out of that as well you just stuff your pockets with mm-hmm. eagles all right hey i've got one more for you james and it is one i recommended to you a couple weeks ago it is camera plus 2 you can uh basically it turns your camera into a mini dslr you can control the aperture the you know the white balance all of that and you have a lot of control over how you take your pictures. It also has a stabilizer, so it won't let you take the picture if your hand is shaking, which is great. It also has a feature called Magic ML, which is like machine learning where it uses AI to sort of automatically touch up your photos. It's overall a really, really good app, and it's what I use now as my default camera app. I love Camera Plus 2, it is super useful, and my photography has improved so much just by switching apps.
0: I've also used it recently more just to put in older pictures and use that machine learning to yeah. fix them. And it's so great. You don't notice it at first, but then you're like, that's a lot better.
1: Yeah. So uh, I guess that's what I've got. I guess my honorable mention is a little bit too specific to actually <laughs> maybe be useful to the majority of our listeners, but is the Texas State Park app. It's such a good mm-hmm. app. I'm sure maybe every state has it as well. And there's I think there's definitely a uh, national park app as well, which is very similar. But at least in the Texas State Park app, you can make your bookings, you can find uh, what sort of activities, if they're offering any like guided nature walks or, um, you know, it, they do these educational things like, uh, you know, uh, talk about bats or something like that. You can find the schedule for all of that. You can uh, look at trails. They have trail maps as well, as well as downloadable trail maps on the apps. Uh, I think there's probably a national park version. I think I would probably say there almost is. 100%. And so just any of the national park or state park apps, that's my honorable mention because I think that's mm-hmm. very very i think that's super handy to have especially if you're spending time outdoors
0: yeah i was gonna say the national park app is my honorable mention i haven't used it all that much but i just flipping through it it's it's great and i will say one thing this can be cut if you want but i love how texas state parks run the gambit from terrible to amazing
1: as a whole i think the texas park department is is very good Texas State Park Department is really Mm -hmm. good because I have been to some states and their state parks are not usually nearly as well maintained as some of the Texas state parks. Well, folks, if you guys have an app or a resource that you like when you're traveling or going on your adventures, hey, let us know. Send us listener mail. Hello at attemptadventure.com.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for our favorite segment, which is Adventures in the News. This week it is my turn, and just tell me what you think about this title. Okay. This is from Yesterday. Janitor Corral's Curious Cougar in Empty California
1: Classroom. (laughs) That's, That's actually horrible, yeah. That's terrible. <laughs>
0: a quick thinking <laughs> custodian safely confined a curious cougar in an empty classroom after it entered a Northern California high school Wednesday morning. The custodian was opening Pescadero High for the school day when the juvenile mountain lion was spotted. No students or teachers were on campus at the time.
1: Well, that could have been really bad.
0: The mountain lion casually walked through campus and decided to go into an English classroom. The custodian acted quickly and shut the door behind it. The animal, estimated to be about forty pounds, appeared lost and scared. Hmm. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife tranquilized the cat and sent it to the Oakland Zoo to make sure it was okay. It was estimated to be about four to six months old and had a fractured tooth that will need to be extracted before the cat can be released back into the wild.
1: okay, so all's well that ends well, that's good, but and luckily, it was a small but, one
0: unlike the bear. no one was hurt.
1: that's good, but like that could have been really bad like imagine a scared a scared mountain lion. In, you know, with a bunch of kids, that could have been that could have been really dangerous. I'm glad that it all ended well. Luckily it was small. Yes. But man, how does it like how does it get into a well into a classroom? A
0: small <laughs> is still a forty pound cat.
1: I know. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> but it just walked in apparently. It was just like, all right, what's going on in here? Again, that's two animal stories in a row. My next one will be different. But I liked the title enough of that one.
1: Y- yeah. That is actually really Really funny. Well, it's funny because nothing went wrong. Everything ended up okay. Hey, and the, mm-hmm. uh, the cat got his tooth fixed and all that, so that's, that's good. It all ended well. It was a win-win situation, but still, that's scary. So, <laughs> yeah, just be aware of nature again, as usual. Yep. Be aware of nature, guys. <laughs> Mountain
0: lions are one of my favorite animals. All right, everyone. If you enjoyed the show today, please don't forget to subscribe. And consider giving us a review on your podcast app of choice, maybe a five-star one if you're feeling generous. It really helps us out. Before we finish up, just want to give you a reminder of the monthly or bi monthly, whatever it is now, challenge, which is to write a thousand words as a travel writer. You can find more Attempt Adventure content on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, where we are all Attempt Adventure. But the best place to reach us and get more information is our website, attemptadventure.com, there you can find pictures, show notes, all good stuff. That's right. Alright, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, and until next time,
1: keep adventuring.